When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Team Trait, a digital solution that helps you hire, optimize, and retain employees. Using psychometric assessments to identify more than 100 professional mindset traits, it gives instant reports you can use to build high-performing teams. Get two free profiles today, no commitment, no credit card required, at teamtrait.com. Team, T-R-A-I-T dot com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about payroll, trends, and compensation for retention and hiring. And our guest today has some really forward-thinking ideas about turning the payroll system on its head. It's just amazing what he's doing, Lee. You know, business and you know works at the speed of light these days, especially with e-commerce and everything like that. Pay and compensation, though, and how that's processed and how that's delivered to you know to the customer in this case, then the employee really hasn't changed in forever. So it's like you know, it's time for some disruptive thinking in that particular area. And that's what we're going to hear about today. And he's definitely got it. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. My name is Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel. And I'm Celie Smith. I am the CEO of Sales Fuel. And I think his, uh, if you are looking for an edge and new ideas on payroll, Ron Ross is your guy. He's the President and COO of Every, a payroll platform that you know, eases the payroll process for both employers and employees. Ron, a seasoned finance executive with 15 years of experience leading accounting, finance, and operations teams for fast-growing companies, and came up with Every after seeing firsthand the negative impact of waiting two weeks for a paycheck. Get this, his daughter had a job making enough to cover her expenses, but kept running out of money and mm. probably coming to you, Ron, to say, can you spot me? Uh, because <laughs> the timing of her payday and the bills didn't match up and realizing what a large problem this was for so many Americans, Ron decided to challenge the status quo, as we've said, and created Every to make faster paydays a reality. And since founding the company in 2018, he's grown the team by five times and seed and series A financing rounds totaling 14 million back in 2019 and 2020. Ron, welcome to the show. This is great. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, Every instant pay checks. How does it work? What are some of the other models that you all have been working with, in addition to that one? Yeah, so our our payroll platform is built for speed. So we're focused on getting employees their pay fast and making that really easy for companies to do just that. And we even make it possible. We extend credit to businesses who want to pay their workers faster but their cash flow makes accomplishing that difficult. So again, our focus is on helping the business uh, pay workers faster. And that's what we're all about. And again, it goes back to uh, like you described in the the opening there, the aha moment for me was uh, when my daughter left home to go to school and she just ran into these problems with this, you know, the mismatch in timing when she was working and uh, when her bills came due and ultimately when she needed that money and wasn't able to get uh, her hands on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, 
It's uh, roughly three out of four workers in the U.S. are living paycheck to paycheck and find themselves in a similar type of dynamic. And so we're we're focused on helping alleviate that and innovating in the payroll space so that workers can get paid faster. Yeah. So what type of uh, you know uh, what type of clientele really ha- ha- you've seen benefit the most from this technology? Uh, I, I think you mentioned uh, service industries in particular who have a really difficult time you know, hiring and keeping employees. I could definitely see how they could benefit from this. Yeah, you know, with any innovation, the um, it'll go through an innovation cycle. So there's the early adopters and then eventually it will go into, you know, a, a larger portion of the population. And what we've seen in the early days is that companies that have a lot of uh, contractors or salespeople, mm-hmm. uh, so think of uh, gig uh, platforms or, uh, sales heavy businesses like uh, pest and solar sales, for example, where they they finish their job or finish a delivery or finish a sale and they want to get um, rewarded and compensated and paid for that uh, right away. So in our app, they can get paid the same day or they can choose to get paid uh, in an instant within minutes or um, uh, soon. And I'm probably front running the announcement of this, but very soon we'll have a every pay card where they can get their pay instantly pushed to a card. Wow. Yeah. So what happens then, you mentioned sales. What happens then if you have a situation where uh, the client, the customer then doesn't pay? I mean, do you have to do a clawback or how does that work? Uh, You know, that would be on the customer side. So it's all about when they're, they're ready to pay their, their workforce. Mm. So for example, in a sales commission, yeah, they would have to manage that on their side. If for example, they pay that commission and there's a, there's a clawback. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't, of course, handle that piece of it, but when they're ready to be paid, we can pay them, you know, as fast as possible. Wow, that's So uh, you said there is uh, a certain part of the payroll industry that is dug its heels in against what you're trying to do and force the two week cycle. What's that about? And w- what are they hanging their hat on and what's the resistance? Yeah. You know, um, Payroll, uh, the norm that, that exists in payroll, paying every two weeks or semi-monthly, it's been around for decades, decades mm-hmm. and decades. It was in the 1940s where uh, Congress enacted a law that required businesses to start withholding taxes from uh, employers or employers to do that, um, withhold the taxes from their employees, sorry. And um, from that point, you know, when we entered into like the 80s, um, when software started to become more prevalent and, you know, you would expect that with improved processes and software that that would shrink that overall uh, time period um, that started to become a norm and set in because businesses, they were struggling with calculating the taxes, withholding the taxes, remitting the taxes. So what they started to do was outsource that whole process. And it just became more uh, involved and cumbersome to do that in a short period of time. Uh, but that really hasn't improved since that time period. You know, in 1940s, it's existed um, where it takes about two weeks or uh, twice a month to accomplish that. And it doesn't really need to be that way. Uh, and what we found is through innovation and what we've uh, built, you can speed up that whole process and make it so it's really uh, much faster. Payroll companies that exist out there, um, they're actually disincentivized to move fast, which is uh, a dirty little secret that I... Uh, discovered as I was researching this in the early days of forming the business. And the reason for that is because um, they actually, when they pull the money to fund payroll, um, they'll sit on that money 
and mm-hmm. before they remit it off to the employees or move it to the employees for their pay or remit it to the taxing authorities, they'll sit on that money and they'll invest it and earn interest off of that. And so if you go to any uh, publicly traded uh, payroll companies, 10Q or 10K, which is their public filings where they, they publish their financials, you'll see in their revenue section that there's this um, line that says interest income. And so this represents uh, interest that they're earning off of sitting off of sitting on those uh, deposits. And so they're incentivized to move slow. It roughly translates into about four to 6% of their overall revenue. So it's a significant number. And and for some of these large payroll companies, it translates into hundreds of millions of dollars. So it's hard, I would imagine, for them to walk away from that. Whereas like for us, we build our business right from the start to not rely on that and not to be incentivized in a way that's uh, detrimental to the employee. Yeah, there could be a lesson here as far as uh, how managers push through disruptive ideas. And you know, an old boss of mine had a, a, an expression, which I hated. He, he said, the pioneers take all the arrows. And I would respond, yes, but the pioneers get the towns named after them. So <laughs> what kind of arrows, what kind of arrows have you taken, you know, then from these payroll companies as you're trying to roll out something that is very disruptive to their business? You know, um, the, I, I love the analogy that you gave there. It's very true. Um, you know, and it, as you, as you're innovating, there are going to be, be people that are not receptive to to that idea, but there are people out there that, of course, that will because it's really helping their business. And what we found is there are plenty of businesses out there, big market segments that really want to pay their workers faster and that are very receptive to this. Plenty of room for us to grow. When you think about the market opportunity, it's it's massive. Everybody has to be paid, and there's plenty of segments, like I mentioned, gig workforce or sales focused companies, where it's a, it's a meaningful part of their business. And so when they pay their workers faster, it translates into uh, more engaged workers. It helps them uh, retain those workers, and it also helps from a recruiting standpoint. You know, aside from paying faster, what are some of the other ways that you feel like companies need to change uh, in their compensation uh, of employees you know, to be able to retain their best employees longer and to be able to recruit new ones a little faster, a little better? I think um, looking at what's meaningful to them, I know a lot of businesses, they um, they provide benefits that I think aren't really that beneficial in, in our day and time. So for example, if you could reverse course maybe a decade ago uh, and go into the office, you would hear um, or you would see like a snack wall or people, uh, businesses providing snacks and ping pong table and foosball table and all sorts of things like that. I don't think those are really meaningful, uh, uh, truthfully. And in our environment, I think a lot of a lot more people are working uh, remotely. And my opinion is, is we'll see remote working uh, stick. Um, and so people are looking for something that will really be beneficial to their their lives and, and really motivate them. Paying them faster is one of those things, uh, especially when you think about um, employees from a macro standpoint. Uh, most people are work, are living paycheck to paycheck, and so if they can avoid payday loans or they can avoid overdraft fees or uh, interest on their credit cards, that's meaningful uh, to them when you think about, you know, the course of the year and their budgets. And so that's a significant part of it. And then for me, uh, especially um, since, you know, we're an early stage business and we're venture backed. And so we're, we're looking at um, trying to recruit the the best overall talent to help us really uh, attack the problem that we see and build a really successful business. 
And so uh, a decision I made early on was to, to make sure and be really um, generous, especially with the, the founding team, uh, generous in how uh, I thought about equity and sharing uh, equity uh, with them to really motivate them and have it be something that's a very uh, motivating thing uh, to them to work towards. And we do the same with all of our employees. Every uh, employee in our business has uh, equity. And so they're all going to share in the upside of the business as we grow. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't want to make a, a blanket assumption, but it seems to me that the younger generations that we're trying to hire into the workforce now, the Gen Zs and the millennials, they're used to instant everything all the time. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way they were That's raised. Right. But I don't want to discount, you know, like a Gen Xer like me. Oh, pay me instantly. Great. I mean, your your edge that you're giving businesses by offering instant pay and the, those kind of things. Are you finding it's appealing across all the generations or is it more like the young people? More and more. Yeah, more and okay. more. And it's been fascinating for me. Um, you know, I, I started the business uh, almost five years ago now. Mm-hmm. And back then it was a concept that just wasn't, wasn't uh, known, wasn't prevalent. In fact, there was some resistance. And I, we saw that early um, when we started the business, especially with the older generations, they were like, well, why would you want to do that? I mean, it's working for me now, the, the two-week pay cycle. Not really understanding that um, the dilemma for other employees, especially the younger generations and, and how they uh, view things. Like you mentioned, Audrey, the, the younger generations, they're, they're, they're uh, more focused on getting things instantly, the instant gratification. Right. And um, for me personally, I've been paid every day for you know four and a half, almost five years now, and I appreciate it. I actually I, I think it's uh, refreshing to see the deposit hit my bank account every day. And I think um, as we go on, you know, technology always goes; it removes frictions, uh, friction from processes, and it speeds things up. And I can give you many examples of how technology has done that in other sectors, I think pay is going to be the same. It's going to um, mm. eventually become more of a norm that people expect to be paid faster. And over the past five years, what we've seen is that the growth in the gig marketplace, I think is really being fueled by just that. It's uh, it's being fueled by workers wanting to uh, perform their work and wanting to get paid immediately instead of uh, being paid on a delayed time frame. And so the gig, uh, what we're seeing in the gig marketplace with that expectation around pay, it's starting to bleed into the larger workforce with W-2 employees. And so you're seeing some uh, growth in earned wage access, which allows uh, W-2 workers to access part of their pay, which I think is a is a benefit. And it's definitely validation that it's more of a need when you think about W-2 employees. However, it's more of a band-aid solution, in my opinion. It all starts mm-hmm. at uh, the core, which is payroll and making sure your payroll system is efficient and fast and that uh, you can move the money uh, quickly once uh, employees want to get paid. How does the uh, processing fees compare with your solution then to the more traditional to every two-week thing? You know, so we've built in a lot of efficiency in our business. And so when you look competitively, uh, and we're a full payroll solution. So we we uh, help with onboarding and managing employees, not you know, in addition to paying them fast. So it's a full uh, payroll solution. We do all the tax calculations, the withholdings, the remittances, the tax filings. We do all of it. Um, we've built in a lot of efficiency into our model. So when you look 
competitively us against other payroll solutions, um, oftentimes we actually save uh, companies uh, money. Um, they're, they're often paying more uh, than they know or expect, or when they look at their, their invoice or bill from the payroll company, it's pretty convoluted. So it's really hard to decipher what they're actually paying for what they're getting in apples to apples. We oftentimes we're, we're saving them money for the solution that we have. That's interesting. I wanted to ask you a question about uh, something that's, that that's popped up in my household, but because it, 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 I, I have two kids and you know, they're both Gen Z's and you know, they're having the attitude. Why should I go work for a company XYZ or even one of them? Why should I go work for your company? Dad? I mean, thanks a lot. When, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> When, you know, I saw an article that Target, for example, is willing to pay workers in some of the more competitive markets and the larger markets 24 bucks an hour uh, and do benefits at, at 24 hours a, a week. Uh, what are, are you seeing in the marketplace? Is that sustainable? Is that something that you don't, you, we, you, we can expect to see a lot more of? going forward like you know if target moves that way then naturally their competitors have to and then maybe other industries go or do you kind of feel like that's uh you know that's an anomaly no i think it is uh, something that we're going to see there's definitely going to be wage pressures uh, especially over the next uh, couple of few years um, as you both know inflation's raging uh, right now and so the costs of groceries and gas and uh, just paying for life is be becoming more expensive. So I think we are going to see a lot more wage inflation. And, you know, there, there are businesses like Target, like you mentioned, that are offering um, higher pay and a better overall compensation package. So I think they're going to get the benefit of that. And competitors are, competitors are going to have to respond. Um, what I'm seeing bigger scale, however, especially with the younger generations, is um, they want to be involved in a business that aligns with um, that's purposeful and aligns with uh, you know what they want to accomplish in their life. If you if you look back at say for example in 2021 there was the uh, the great resignation where you know the percentage of uh, people leaving the workforce was just you know it was really high and people were leaving their jobs. Um, I've heard it uh, termed in a different way than the great resignation, which was the great uh, reflection, and I think that's uh, better put. Meaning, uh, I think employees coming out of uh, the pandemic were more uh, reflective on how they spend their time. You know, we we spend about a third of our lives in the workforce, and it's a significant amount of time. And I think employees, especially the younger generations, began began to think about how am I going to spend my professional career in all of that time, and I want to make sure that it's aligned with, it's purposeful and aligned with what I believe in. Yeah, when I was in my 20s, <clears throat> X number of years ago, not to date myself, <laughs> I didn't think about any of that stuff. I was just trying to keep the wolves away from the door right. and hold on to my job. And so they seem right. to be and, much more evolved in their thinking now. And now that we're the bosses and everything like that, we can't <clears throat> basically you know take our light way of thinking, basically, and, and apply it then to, you know, when I was 24 or whatever, <laughs> I was just happy to have a job, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I was like, well... We it's can't think now. that way. No, we totally you can't know, think that way. I do think, however, uh, businesses are going to have to start thinking about um, their vision of their business and the you know the purpose that for them existing. 
and making sure that it resonates with their employees alongside of um, paying their workers, you know, right. uh, compensating them fairly and, and making sure that they, they get the right uh, compensation package and, and they, um, they see that benefit too. Yeah, I, I, a good place to start with that would be, you know, just to, to gather people in a room and, and just ask yourself, why do we exist? You know, because sometimes I think when you've been in business long enough, you can almost lose sight of that because you're so focused on, you know, making payroll or making a profit for, for, for shareholders and everything like that. You just got to ask, like, why do we exist and why do we need to exist? And I think by, by doing that, I think you can really find your purpose and then you're going to be able to communicate that purpose to the younger employees. And hopefully that, that that's a purpose that resonates. And if it's not, then maybe you, you need to make more structural changes. Does that make sense to you? Certainly. I totally can relate to that. I think that makes a ton of sense. I think a lot of companies don't even think about that and they don't even know how to talk about it or articulate it. So it's a great tip, Ron. Um, Every pay is your Twitter. Everree.com is the website. It's E-V-E-R-E-E, everybody. And um, I assume you're taking new clients. How would you like people to reach out to you? Just through the website or? Go to our website um, or they can look me up on LinkedIn or uh, look up our company, both on LinkedIn. And then, like you mentioned, uh, EveryPay is the handle on Twitter and Facebook. So they can find us there as well. Yeah, I have one last question for you. Is like, how, how long does it take you to turn around a new client from the time in which they say, yes, I'm interested, let's go, let's make changes to uh, the time that you, we're announcing this to, to employees? In a matter of weeks. So uh, when you look at other payroll companies, it's pretty typical that you see that it takes four or five, six months to go, you know, to, to transition over to a new uh, payroll service. Uh, again, we've built a lot of efficiency in our model and it it's helpful that, um, you know, I'm a, a former CFO and I'm very familiar with payroll and the process of payroll and what's needed to get a customer stood up. And one of our other co-founders is also a CFO. So we built in a lot of efficiency, like I mentioned earlier in our processes, and it, uh, we can get uh, a customer stood up in, in a matter of weeks. Uh, in some cases, in a matter of one week, uh, it wow. can be really quick. Well, you heard it here, folks. There you go. That's what you can expect. (laughs) Hey, Ron, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Great stuff. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.